Hey there, film clubbers. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Fangirl Film Club. And for exclusive content, early access to episodes, and all kinds of other goodies, you can support us on Patreon. Recorded live in front of a feline audience. Coming to you from coast to coast, it's the Fangirl Film Club. The Fangirl Film Club is a podcast created by adults and featuring adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to the Fangirl Film Club, a movie podcast where we go deep down the resume of all your fangirl faves. And let me tell you, we've seen some shit. We sure have. I am one of your co-hosts, Emily J, and I'm joined, as always, coast to coast by my beautiful friend and co-host. This is Mia. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you all. Tuesday. Now that we know, this is so exciting. This is the first episode we're recording having released any. So this is thrilling. This doesn't just feel like we're just talking to each other and recording our conversations anymore. Thrilling. Um, It might be September by the time you actually hear this, but it's, what is it April? It's April when we're recording it. Yeah. Yep. This is when we get to reap the benefits of all of our friends and family folk (laughs) being like, oh, you have a new podcast. Oh, Oh, Hi, so a radio show. Yes, and it's not just about fanfic. Um, so I feel like it might have a larger audience. This is exciting to me that there might be people who are like, oh, I like movies. <laughs> I like bad movies. We love bad movies. That's why yeah. we decided to do this. We sure do. So, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Um, all right. So this week was Mia's pick. Um, thank and you, by the way. And we are actually not talking about a bad movie. We aren't. We're I mean, talking about a good according movie. According to us, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we'll talk about whether the critics agreed, but I had a great time watching this movie. It was, um, the movie is She's the Man, the 2006 uh, rom-com retelling of Twelfth Night, starring Correct. Amanda Bynes. And it also is correct. directed by Andy Fickman. Written by Ewan Leslie and Karen McCullough, obviously, and William Shakespeare. So. (laughs) You're so good about learning the production crew. I, like, I always remember that I have to look at that, but then I don't. So I appreciate that you're so diligent about remembering who does what. I have to write it down at the top of when I start taking my notes. It's at the top of my notebook every time because otherwise I will forget. And, you know, when there's cinema crimes... Yes, obviously, the consummate professional over here. Um, but no, when there are crimes, I also like to illuminate who is to blame. That's really the big thing. I want to know who's to blame. Um, but this wasn't a crime. But you didn't have to worry uh, about it was about this week. Yeah, nothing. Nothing had. I had. I had to worry about no. nothing. It was a joyful experience. But um, before I tell you guys what happened in She's the Man, if you haven't watched this. Joy, joyful romp um, or seen Twelfth Night Mia please tell me how you think this movie got made okay so um, a few eons back we decided to do some uh, impressions so I will do my best and if you if I do okay you can tell me who you think I am Okay, Emily <laughs> this 2006 classic has everything Flip phones, Shakespeare, the ideal boarding school experience, a gratuitous amount of off-screen underage nudity, and just the right amount of cheese. Were you channeling Amanda Bynes? 
No. No? Okay, because that's who I got from that. <laughs> I have no idea who you were okay. being, but... <laughs> I do have a voice in my head better than I'm loud. It's David Cross. Oh, God. See, but the thing is that David Cross and Amanda Bynes do kind of talk like each other. They do. They, uh, they do. They they do. Similar, but yes, now I see, now I hear it. Now I see it. I get it. I'm sorry. It was David Cross or maybe Amanda Bynes. Um, if I were doing Amanda Bynes, I would say, Emily, this 2006 classic has everything. She has a little like Adam Sandlery. Yeah, she she does does kind of drag some of her words out in ways that don't make any sense. But um, that you did hit all the high points. (laughs) It was this movie was 2006 as fuck. I was like, wow, what a what a time capsule! It really was. Posters on all the walls all the some posters 41. some 41 poster on the wall yes um, and also mm-hmm, uh one of the the i think her her hairstylist had two polo shirts on with both collars popped oh, yes. it was a fucking time um yeah mm-hmm. and also the the bedazzled pockets on the jeans oof yes oof and he was a gay man these, in 2006, these... so he was the pinnacle of fashion at that time. <laughs> he was. He was the highest point. Um, also, yeah, you keep picking these these uh, these early aughts little time capsules here, and really, it is a struggle to remember that I once dressed like that, and I had that those flip phones, and that was my life. And I remember watching She's the Man when it came out and being like, yes, this is an accurate portrayal of day-to-day life here in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> this, teenagers. Is, this is what we're like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what we're like. Um, yeah. So, okay. Well, I'm going to try and explain what happened. I have two pages of notes, uh, which okay. is too many. It's too many <laughs> for what this movie is, but I'm just going to race through and, and do my best to, to explain everything that happened. Because again, if you haven't seen 12th night, this is going to sound really convoluted because 12th night by nature is a comedy of yes insanity. Um, yeah. And it's all about mistaken identity and cross-dressing and what have you impersonating members of the opposite sex it's a fucking gas is what it is i (laughs) know it's the straightest play shakespeare ever wrote really um and uh yeah it's it's fucking great it's one of my favorites that and midsummer are my two my two top shakespeare's Mm -hmm. what are yours i don't know this midsummer is like midsummer is probably number one yeah yeah it's the best Midsummer is number one. I enjoy King Lear just for just for the sheer insanity of it. Sisters, (laughs) hot, crazy dad. Okay, okay. Um, if I have to pick a tragedy, it's Macbeth. Uh, If anybody ever makes me watch Hamlet ever again, I will gouge my eyes out, Othello style. Um. Othello's also great. This is turning into a Shakespeare podcast. Um, But anyway, so this is, uh, so actually back in the early 2000s though and late 90s, there was a little trend of 
Shakespearean remakes, um, which, which I was a big fan of. And I hate I hate that they stopped because we had 10 things. We had She's the Man. What else? Fuck, there's a couple more. Technics was the main one. <laughs> what? Um, I think there was an Othello. There was an Othello that was Josh Hartnett that was really bad. It was called and Oh, McKay and it was awful. Yes. 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 And Julia Stiles was Desdemona. Yep. Yeah. And I remember watching that for Josh Hartnett. Put it on the list. It was not good. Yes. Put it on the list. All right. Perfect. We have more to watch. Excellent. Um, all right. But so I'm going to do my synopsis. Mia, tell me when you're ready to time me because I'm certain I won't be able to do it in a minute. Just evidence. Get has started told me and I will start timing you. <laughs> all right. Ready, set, go. Faced with comic levels of sexism, Amanda Please is told she and the other girls soccer players on her team can't try out for the boys team when their entire soccer girls team is just cut with no whatever. Uh, she goes home, fights with her mom about gender roles, and then she finds out the twin brother is going to fuck off to England for two weeks and wants her to sub in for him and pretend like he's at his school. So she goes to his school, dressed as him, short hair, whatever, pretending to be a boy, meets a shirtless tanning tandem and makes the worst possible impression as a human being ever could trying to be her brother she goes because she wants to play soccer on their team so she can beat her team at their own game and show them that girls can play soccer because everybody thinks that they can so anyway hijinks ensue she's trying to be a boy this girl that her shirtless Channing Tatum roommate likes likes her because she's drawn to her feminine side and is kind of probably a little bit gay and uh so then she tries to hook up Channing Tatum with the girl Olivia while still pretending to be her brother while falling for Channing Tatum and also trying to get everybody together and keep everybody secrets hijinks 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 crazy things happen big game shows up uh some villainous blondes try to ruin everything by telling David Cross who came out of nowhere and blew me away uh that everybody is the wrong gender David Cross then outs the real brother who shows up at the last minute and makes him flash the entire stadium to prove that he is a boy, which is the future that Republicans want. And uh, then is like, oh, fuck, I guess the villainous blondes were wrong. Then Viola slash Amanda, please comes back out, plays the game, wins the game. Everybody's like, oh, my God, she's a girl. And she's like, yeah, girls can play, too. And it's a big happy ending. And everybody gets to be comfortable with their own gender. And it's a fucking mess in the middle, but it works out. She gets to play soccer. She gets the boy, Channing Tatum. Everybody is, ends up happy. And David Cross is amazing. The end. All right. One minute, 48 seconds. <laughs> and I didn't explain anything that happened in the movie. That was my worst summary ever. I had too many notes and I got no, scared because no. we're on a time crunch today. <laughs> it's totally no, what happens. Fine. It's literally a movie of hijinks. I don't know how else to explain it. Yes. Lots of cheese. Um, um, Cesario's, the pizza place. I would love to hang out there every day of my life. It looked great. It made me want pizza, but what doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so there's so much. There's so many hijinks. <laughs> like, it's the entire movie. Yeah. It's just her getting into situations like she's almost she she joins the soccer team or she tries out for the soccer team and she's made second string and then she gets hazed there's like yep. ten, there's like 10 million opportunities for her to have her secret beans or something on her yeah yeah and then they're like take off your clothes and she does like a whole mulan switcheroo and then goes and pulls the uh the fire alarm to get out of that situation 
Um, also, I love the implication that the all boys, the boys dorm. And again, I never lived in a boys dorm, so I don't know. Maybe this is the case. Just had a communal shower. There was, there was no, there were no individual showers, single, single shower stalls. It was just locker room style. Like even in her dorm though, not, not in the, not in the locker room. Cause there's a scene where she's like, yeah. I get to take a shower and she goes in. It's like the middle of the night and it's still just like yeah. the big open school yeah. locker room <laughs> bathroom thing. I was like, that's, yep. that's style. Yeah. It's like a prison. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so there's like a billion opportunities. My, one of my favorite parts though, that I thought was so ridiculous was, so she's made this terrible, you know, impression on, the boys at her school and they don't want to hang out with her because also (laughs) I loved her. Like I'm going to pretend to be a boy. I've never spoken to one before or ever been around one. So I have the worst boy voice human human behavior. It was like a 2006 version of Morgan Mindy. Like she, yeah, she's like, what's up, man? Like everything that she did was just like, dog word yo mm. i'm like where are you i don't think they talk like that i don't think your brother ever talked like that like just you know how you grew up nope. with a brother every single day of your life just a twin just do that a twin even a twin Share the womb. even <laughs> your roommates um but uh yeah so she makes the worst impression and she calls her her uh her gay hairdresser who's the one who made her a boy in the first place and is like, you have to help me make friends with these straight alpha male boys. And he's like on it. Mm-hmm. And so they get all of her gal pals to come and flirt with her as Sebastian and make her look like yeah. a douchebag ladies man. It's and terrible. Channing Tatum yeah. and all of his hot friends are like, oh, yeah, this is this guy's cool, actually. Yeah. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. And then they all start talking like him, which I was like, no, this is the worst thing that could have happened. We don't want anybody to talk like to talk like Amanda Bynes trying to be a boy. It's the worst part of the movie. It's the worst part of the movie. But anyway, that was my favorite part was all the pizza place shit. And uh, an underrated B plot was Eunice and Toby. Toby. Yep. (laughs) Eunice and Toby were my favorite part. So thus uh, comes one of my best, not even worst lines, but just best lines. And partially because of the delivery. Um, how come when I wanted to ask Eunice out, everyone made fun of me, but then Sebastian likes her and suddenly she's cool. Screw you guys. I hate high school. Poor <laughs> 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 Toby. I love that Toby has had a crush on Eunice forever. <laughs> and he's, by far the hottest one in the school and i was like good for you eunice good good job with her headgear and her asthma poor the poor only baby. thing that plays against toby is i think he's like five foot six five five okay so but he's, i mean we stand a short as, king do we not we we always do we always do who would we who are we to say that uh that he's not the hottest just because he's the shorty um also Channing Tatum being so skinny was like, it I know. threw me off. Him actually looking kind of like a teenager. 
was so yeah. skinny. <laughs> Where's all your muscles, yeah, Janet Tatum? <laughs> Where are your shoulder shoulders? Where's he? Where's all the extra part of you that you show off in every other movie? Where's where's all that? It's just not there. Um, he's just a baby. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Magic also, uh, <laughs> he hadn't he hadn't become Magic Mike yet, right? No, no XXL. I don't think no. so. <laughs> no. If he was, he was only the single Magic Mike. He was not Magic Mike XL. Um, no. but no, this was his. I uh, think. Um, one of his earlier uh one of his earlier roles because part of trivia for this one was that Amanda Bynes really really wanted the producers to choose him for Duke because he this was the same year that Step Up came out and so uh-huh. he had never had a leading role before and he wasn't known very oh. well in Hollywood so she kind of helped him get a leg up and he credits her with helping him launch his career as an actor oh that's nice. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. I'm glad. That's sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, actually, I have, well, no, two of my best worst lines. One is from her and one is to her of the, uh, mm. God, what was her name? Oh, Monique. Oh, God. The Sebastian's ex-girlfriend. That, like, ex, yeah. Yes, one of one of the villainous blondes I mentioned. The villainous B plot didn't I felt like do anything because they didn't actually accomplish anything. Yeah. They yeah. just they were like, Haha, we're, we're gonna get them." Yeah, <laughs> isn't it always though? Yes, is uh, the societal <laughs> pressure of gender roles. Um, I do, I do love, I love a, a gender swap though. I love. I love it in Mulan because what inevitably always happens is that the guy that she's falling for is also falling for her. And you can see like the panic on his face. Like, wait, bisexual panic. Yep. yes, the bisexual panic. We've all felt it. We know. Um, and it's always a beautiful thing. I kind of wish they'd played a little bit more into that, but uh, it is mm-hmm. 2006 and we were not, we were not having those discussions in film yet. Yeah, so no it's homo. okay. <laughs> that was, it was peak no homo. Um, but yeah, also the uh, the Olivia side of everything where she's into who she thinks is Sebastian. And I, mm-hmm. I, I know that like they got together at the end, the real Sebastian and Olivia got together at the end. But it was also like, mm-hmm. you know that everything you liked about him was all of the feminine stuff yeah. that his sister was doing doing right like she's like oh my god you're so sensitive <laughs> and you complimented my shoes to talk about how killing frogs will freak you out like yeah you're not afraid to like, you know be you're not afraid to be a stereotypical teenage girl that's just like so <laughs> hot and masculine and as far as i could tell viola and her brother were actually nothing alike as far as <laughs> anything other than physical goes so lyrics. whatever that was the one the sebastian thing that, that was it yes that to. was the one sebastian thing correct correct um all right but yeah my but monique every time she came on the screen i was like god i hate you but she did lend herself to two really great moments that i stole first best worst lines from uh number one being 
when she's telling Vi or telling Vi to have Sebastian call her. And he's like, oh, she's like, okay, does he have your number? 1-800-BIOTCH. And I'm pretty sure I have not heard the word biatch used since 2006, since I saw it in this movie. That was the last time I heard it used. And I was like, oh, we used to say that all the time. With different spellings, too. I remember yeah. on the little stickers. What was the bunny's name? Was he Happy Bunny? And he was very Happy unhappy. Bunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Somebody just brought that up on Tumblr. They were like, remember the early 2000s when like little girls would run around with shirts that had Happy Bunny on it that said like, I will bathe in your blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. I did. I, I had a shirt that said something similar to that. Happy Bunny was just awful. And uh, <laughs> we put him on everything. And I'm pretty sure he said biatch a lot. So. Yeah. He set the stage <laughs> for that stupid TV show on Netflix where it's like these cute woodland animals. But they like cheese grate their skin off and things like that. Ugh! What? Happy tree, fr- happy tree friends. Happy tree friends. Not, I've never heard of this. Yeah, not happy. Not friends. Doesn't sound like it. Um, and then the other one was actually a Monique line that happened at the Cesario's, where all of the good stuff went down, which is, of course, the immortal. Girls with asses like mine don't date boys with faces mm-hmm. like yours. Yes. Which she said it and it was like such a sick burn, but I was like, but he's actually like a good looking dude. So I don't know like kid. what your fucking yeah. standard is. He was a cute kid. Actually better looking than the kid who played Sebastian, I thought personally. Um, but it was a sick burn. I had to give her that. I was like, burn of the week goes to Monique. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, speaking fine. of Andrew, he has one of my other best worst lines. Um, when they realize that Viola as Sebastian and Monique, not Monique, and Olivia know each other. Too many blondes. Uh, Viola <laughs> as Sebastian and Olivia know each other, and she nods it. She nods at her from across the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. They're like, dude, she just gave you the nod. She gives great nod. nod. It's like, oh! oh. oh. <laughs> what <laughs> We snuck that one right in. Oh, I never, they, never in my all my days. Did. She gives great nod. Oh. <laughs> I actually missed that. I I missed that. I'm glad you brought it up. I would have it would have just completely passed me by because yeah, they did. They snuck it right in because they wanted you to hear all about the kerfuffle of her being of him being like switch with me, switch with me. And Andrew's over here dropping these yeah. fucking gems. Like she gives great nod. What? <laughs> This is a PG-13 movie in 2006. You can't say that shit. Yeah, I was impressed. But I do think that this gets my first made-up Oscar of best use of the PG-13 rating. I, you know what? Solid. I agree. I thought, I thought it was the, it was the, the perfect PG-13 movie. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. I don't think if this had been rated R, that would have been a discredit to the movie. There are other movies, I think, that, like, why? Why does... Why does Blade have to be PG-13, Disney? <laughs> By the time this comes out, has that come out yet? I don't know. Probably not Probably. because it's in production hell. Because everybody knows that Blade is not supposed to be PG-13. But no, Blade this is not movie perfect use. Perfect use of being perfect PG-13. Use. Yes. All of the off-screen nudity was so mm-hmm. obvious <laughs> and unnecessary <laughs> and lengthy, by the way. <laughs> Like she the showed her off screen. 
She she showed her off-screen boobs for so unnecessarily long. Like it was uncomfortable she to, to watch. The whole stadium. Yep. Yeah. 360 degree view she, all around. Just hey, everybody, these are boobs. Like what the fuck? I did love the um, and it was it wasn't a best worst line because I thought it was just a good line. But uh, when mm-hmm. the angry British coach was like, "Illyria, we don't discriminate based on gender," <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> fucking right." <laughs> mean oh, British Illyria coach. I loved yep. him. <laughs> he was so mean. Oh, so good. But yeah, it was he such an intense so line. Really such a such a, such a hard, such a hardcore read. I loved it. Um, yeah, I loved the uh, the comical. I loved the, and by loved, I mean hated the comical sexism at the beginning of the movie. Where they're like, girls aren't as fast mm-hmm. as boys. Girls aren't as tough as boys. It's just science. The dad from Sweet Life of Cody. Yeah, is that the dad? <laughs> the yeah. Coach? <laughs> yeah, the earring. His stupid little earring. Oh God. Yeah. That was, that was like, it's, that was the, and that was the beat they started on. They were just like out of the yeah. gate. Like, Hey, this is, we're setting up the expectations. We yeah. don't, uh, we, we are telling you right now, it's science that girls aren't as yeah. good as boys. And I loved this. Is, hey, this is the bad coach. These are the bad guys. In case you didn't know. Also, I did love that all of that happened. And it was the sport they were talking about and the sport that they were playing the entire time was soccer, which yes. if you are listening in any other country other than the United States, you know that this is one of the, the few things we have as, as women in the United States is that the women's soccer team is so laughably better than the men's U.S. soccer yeah. team. So much, so so much. It's all we have left. They take everything else, but they can't take that. And uh, I was like, "Well, oh, this is nice." So this we really is, all should sweet. be playing football like a bunch of girls. <laughs> yes, football especially like in this girls. country. Football yeah. like a bunch of girls. Yes, but then we find out he's he's the nice coach. He's the good coach. He's just a little gruff. Yeah. This is the good coach. <laughs> um. We have failed so far to talk about the carnival, which to me we is have. just one of the most vibrant pieces of this movie. <laughs> I skipped over it entirely. It was just covered under the brush of hijinks, but the carnival yeah, was a fucking time. So. Uh, popped collars. <laughs> as far as the eye could see. Yep. <laughs> just so many popped. Every collar in that place was popped. And um, also, I love that she made her life a billion times more difficult than it needed to be because obviously she's doing the the switching twin thing, which mm-hmm. never fails to get a laugh. But she's switching genders for her twin, which is more difficult. And to mm-hmm. make it worse, she's like, I'm going to wear multiple layers as Sebastian yeah. and then a very revealing red sundress as Viola. You really so could have just worn jeans. Could she could have worn jeans? She could have worn jeans and like a skimpy top if she was going to be mm-hmm. prostituted out for the Leary. kissing booth. Um, <laughs> Didn't love how many uh, old oh, men there were the, in that line. 
Yeah. And then there's the there's the line, it's not a best worst, just a something to to bring up that when Viola was like, Oh, the old man chewing gum, it's not gum. Well, what the fuck is it? Cud? <laughs> like, what what are we supposed to extrapolate from that? Could be tobacco, could be teeth, could be his dentures. Could be anything. Could be both. Um yep. there was like there was a lot of gross old men in that line. There was also a lot of little boys in that line. And then mm-hmm. like it was like little boys, gross old men, Channing Tatum. Yep. <laughs> Those were the only people in that line. Um, but uh, speaking of that actually brings me to my last best worst line of. You don't have to flirt with her first. You're paying for it. Back the line, buttball. <laughs> which found the worst little boy to deliver that line he was gross (laughs) what are you gonna grow up he did his part he did his part so well oh god but yeah the uh the what did you love about the aside from the popped collars of course and the disgusting old men what spoke to you from the carnival scene um, I think the supporting cast really shown in this part um, with all of the hijinks of having to get changed in different places when she jumps into the bouncy mm-hmm. house and Monique just is stalking her because she thinks that she's she is Sebastian and she's going yes. to out her as cross-dressing and um, her little crew of friends including Paul is like there to help her Paul the hairstylist Monique is like, look over there. And he goes, Kia, don't look. (laughs) Oh, that was fun. (laughs) Yeah. I just love anytime we have a really good supporting cast, like Mm -hmm. best supporting actor, David Cross is Horatio Gold any day of the week. He, welcome, uh, he was welcome, my welcome, he was, welcome, 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 welcome. <laughs> he was my Oscar as well. I only had the one, and my made of Oscar was for David Cross, which was a most delightful surprise performance. I was not expecting him. I saw a, I saw I was like writing down my notes and I saw a like cross on the title, but I was like, whatever, Ooh. I didn't think about it. And then uh, you know, the headmaster calls him into the office and it's David fucking Cross. And he's a, just a delightful little imp the whole time. So fun. David Cross um, as oblivious he... bisexual just makes makes my day every time. <laughs> I mean it like I again, until the very end. Curious. Yeah. <laughs> um until the very end, when of course he comes onto the pitch and is like, uh, S- Sebastian is a girl. Again, the future Republicans want, um, you know, yeah. and, and forces just all of the flashing that happens. I feel like they wouldn't have done that if he had. <laughs> that, that is what he, that is what he called them. Um, he did that. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah david cross was a gem i was so glad he was part of this movie um you ever try to run yes, in high heels singing. malcolm not that easy 
<laughs> not that easy. <laughs> that was actually a good line when she was like, high heels are an invention created by men to make women's butts look smaller and also to make it harder to run away. <laughs> yep. It's true. It's also true. Spitting straight truth out here, Viola. Straight fucking truth. I had a great time watching this movie. Who did you? Who, did we watch this for Channing Tatum? Is that why you put this on the, the list? Time, I put it on the list for Channing Tatum for like 2023 okay. purposes, but I think in 2006 yes. I was watching this for Amanda Bynes. I again because nobody had heard I of def- Channing Tatum at the time. Right, I didn't know who he was. He's also not my type, so I wouldn't. There's not. I don't know that I've ever watched a movie for him. him. I've never seen Magic Mike. I love him too, but I've never seen Magic Mike. How about that? Um, Should should we watch it? (laughs) I hear it's not great. I hear it's kind of garbage. (laughs) Right up our alley. Um, But yeah, no, I think I watched this. I think I watched this for Amanda. I I think I think I watched this for Amanda, please, because this was this was right at the top of her. At her mm-hmm. like peak, she, uh, yeah, peak comedy because I mean she'd been in a bunch of movies like, ooh, what was it? What a what a girl wants, where she goes to yep. England, and yep. I don't and know if she did any other, but that was a big one. Her dad is Colin Firth. Yep, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was that was good. I think I took my sister, my little sister, to see that movie. That was fun, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, she'd been doing a bunch of stuff. So I'm pretty sure if I watched this movie for anybody, it was her. And also coming off of all that fame. Yes. She was on all that, right? Please tell me. I'm getting that right. That was where she started and that's where she got her beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So I have some sad trivia. Oh, no. Okay. That she said because she didn't like the way that she looked as a boy, that was part of like her depression, like a spark of her depression, and that's uh huh. I thought that was really sad so, because kind of that the is flip really side sad. of that that we have is like the Dustin Hoffman sensation when I he wanted his makeup artist to make him look better in Tootsie, yeah, yeah, where he was, was like genuinely upset. And like he, I think he does like he told his wife, like he was like actually crying, and she's like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "I'm not a beautiful woman," and she's like, "Okay." <laughs> and he's like, "You don't understand. I want to be, yeah, yeah." I mean, that's the thing. Like, like when was uh, it when Gwyneth Paltrow was shocked when she was in Shallow Hell and she went out in her fat suit and she was like, "Men ignored me as a fat woman." Yeah. Can you even imagine? Oh. Yes, it's insane, Gwyneth. Oh, crazy. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Gwyneth, no. Um, yeah, no. It's it's that is sad though. It is sad because, you know, the yeah. we we joke. We joke, but the gender roles and the patriarchy, they hurt us all, really. They do. Yes. And they hurt Amanda Bynes. Um, and that's sad because yeah. she's such a such a breath of fresh air in this film. She's so funny. Yeah. And just, yeah. I mean, the the plot is bonkers, but it's not, 
it's, it's fun. but it's fun to watch. It it's fun, fun hijinks. Yeah. It didn't feel tedious at all. Um, it was. Mm-hmm. I, I had a great time watching this movie. I loved it. I loved it in 2006, and good news, I love it now. So, good. thank you for putting this on our. Thank you for putting this on our list, Mia. It's such a delight. How <laughs> how well do you think this movie is loved among the critics? Oh God, I feel like not enough. I feel like not enough. Uh, oh, I know how they hate teenage girls. And mm-hmm. especially in 2006, um, they hated them in 2006 and they hate rom-coms in general. Critic score. I'm going to go with 41%. Wow. This earned oh, no. 43%. Oh shit! Closes without going over. I'm on the prices right. Yeah. Fuck, that's good. Oh, yeah. I never get that close. 41, 43? <laughs> 43. All right. 43. So solid. I, I mean, it's not. Some of the bad ones because they were just funny, because they were just great. <laughs> in, in retrospect, I think we have more respect for this movie now just because of how we are. And honestly, like a lot of it. You would think a movie of 2006 would not age well, but I don't feel mm-hmm. that way. And it you know, didn't feel, I, yeah. it didn't feel gross it like some of the movies we watched. Yeah. yeah, yes, that's it. Yeah. It didn't feel cruel at all. Yeah, yeah. So Peter Travers from the Rolling Stone says, "There I sit, suffering total numbness of body and brain, no longer having to wonder what it might be like to be buried alive in gooey marshmallow." dramatic <laughs> jesus christ travers take a fucking pill all right <laughs> the theatrics peter <laughs> it's not necessary it's not necessary peter at all all oh, right uh Lord. the 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 area from which this critic hails tells you everything you need to know ken hankey from mountain express in Asheville, north carolina says, filled mm. with bogus teen speak and homosexual panic, smothered in a cutesy score and decked out with generic pop songs that have little relation to the plot. Somebody sounds Excuse defensive. You. Excuse you, Mr. Hanky. Uh, Dirty Little Secret is uh, the perfect song for this soundtrack. Yes. I don't want to fucking yes. hear it. Uh, it was perfect. <laughs> I was actually just going to say, we need to mention the fact that the soundtrack actually kind of slaps. The soundtrack <laughs> slaps. The soundtrack. Um, uh, and finally, uh, Felix Vasquez coming from Film Threat. Felix Vasquez Jr., excuse me, from Film Threat <laughs> says, I can't wait to see Lindsay Lohan do a version of Hamlet. Nor can I, Felix. <laughs> you're, sp- you're really, really speaking to all of us. We all feel that way. Thank you for putting that out of the universe. I hope that in her now her new Hallmark phase that she gets the opportunity to play yeah. Gertrude. <laughs> she's and she's a little too Botox for Ophelia. And something <clears throat> would love Hillary. Uh, yeah, we do. Whatever Where would Hillary go? Choice of her. Oh, I think 
she mm, does where could we put she her? does the mm. sister thing so well that she would do well in King Lear, I think. She She's would. Always the good good sister. The good sister. Cinderella yeah. story. All right, good. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. So um yes, okay, perfect. Well now now we know. So we <laughs> So we have, you know, Julia Stiles, the queen in 10 Things I Hate About You, uh, we've got as Katarina, and uh, now we've got, wasn't there a, no, anyway, sorry, we've got Amanda Bynes as Viola, we've got uh, Lindsay Lohan as Gertrude, and Hilary Duff as Hamlet, oh, Lindsay as Hamlet, no, you're right, let's gender bend it, yes, Lindsay as Hamlet, you're right. And Hilary Duff, um, which sister? Uh, was it Cordelia the Lear fan. who was the nice one? Yeah. I thought so. I, I don't think Cordelia was the nice sister. She had the nicest name. She did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Googles, do, 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 the other do, one. Do, do. Elevator music. <sighs> I don't remember their names. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Cordelia because... Goneril was the oldest sister. <clears throat> oh, right. She sounded like a disease. Which yes. sounds like gonorrhea. Yep. Uh, yeah. Regan yeah. was the second sister. Mm-hmm. And Regan is I not think, also great. Yeah. Regan, okay. known, I think, best for uh, The Exorcist. Yes. Yes. So. Um, and then, yeah, Cordelia is the youngest and she's the nice one. Yeah. yeah. And if we're she's wrong. She's the selfless one. We're uh, fine with that. We're not. <laughs> Either way, uh, Hillary Duff is playing Cordelia. That's what we've decided in this, in this upcoming remake um, of of early aughts TV queens taking on uh, taking on Hamlet or taking on Shakespeare. Um, all right. Yep. Well, so we know that the critics didn't love it, which they should have. But the good news, I think, there's good news to be found in in the budgetary speak this week. So. How much do you think they spent making this movie? Ooh, I'm never good at these things. So I knowing we say, don't know money. Uh, yeah, um, twenty-seven million. Close. Uh, might actually Ooh. be true because I just only found an estimate. It was estimated Ooh. twenty million is what they m- okay. spent making it. But good news, worldwide, the gross, everybody was on our team because it grossed $57 million worldwide. Okay. So it made money, which is all we care about in the film industry. Art, yes. fuck it. It's all about money. Um, so they didn't lose money on this on this puppy. Everybody was on our team. Everybody agreed. This is delight. Go see it in the theater. So that made me happy. I was like, yeah. fuck you, critics. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know how great this I movie is. Yeah, the tomato score was significantly higher on the audience score. So I think that is I, fair and and truthful. Fair and right. <laughs> yes. Fair and just. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's how it should be. Um but yeah, this was uh this was such a nice break because unlike the last 2005-2006 rom-com that we watched just my luck speaking of hamlet herself uh <laughs> this one wasn't <laughs> torturous lilo. <laughs> lilo uh this one wasn't this one wasn't torturous i really enjoyed myself i really it was a I nice little reminder 
Yeah. I didn't absolutely loathe our protagonist entirely. Hope she got hit by a bus. Um, yeah, it was it was a delight. It was such it was such a nice change after 13 episodes of drivel. <laughs> to have something just like, oh, this one. No, I take it back. Jupiter setting was not drivel. How dare I? I can't believe I almost blasphemed like that. I can't wait for that one to come out because I know how <laughs> how far off the rails I went by the end of that. <laughs> With the bees. That was that was, <laughs> the bees. That was a time. That was a time. Bees? That movie's a time though. Space yeah. bees. Everything. Space, Space bees. bees. Space, Space wolves. More Channing Tatum. <laughs> hey, speaking of. That is what I thought of actually while I was watching this. I was like, and then he grows up to be the space wolf. <laughs> cop in i mean he does other things i've i'm told but really the, the career making film that was jupiter ascending um <clears throat> ah, chef's kiss he never yeah. disappoints i just watched him in no. uh lost city with sandra bullock oh yes um i watched so that good. one recently but i was very distracted so i need to give that a rewatch i think you would love it. You will when you pay attention to it. You will love it. I promise. You know how I feel um, about Sandy B. You I know, know. How we all- and she's ah, it's just perfect. Uh, it's it's great. It's wonderful. Now, normally we would also discuss whether we forgive the people in this film, but there's nothing to forgive. Nothing it's a thank forgive. you. Not at all. It's yeah. nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. It's a thank you to all of them for their service. Um, and recommend, this is also again where we recommend better movies. I don't think it gets any better. There's nothing better. No. (laughs) There's nothing better. So, Uh, perfect scores. A plus. uh, Yes. (laughs) But remember when that trend was going around? No, I'm not recommending things that are better, but there was that trend going around of like, what are your top three rom-coms? This is uh, one of them. I believe we also Mm -hmm. listed You've Got Mail. As another, mm-hmm. uh, I don't remember the best. What my other one was Princess Diaries would be fun. All right, and Hathaway. Yep. General, mm-hmm. yeah, perfect. Watch, Flawless, watch good rom coms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many. Mama Mia. I would have to say, Classic. uh, you've got mail, of course. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my best friend's wedding, Ooh, which I feel like friend. nobody ever talks about. Princess yeah. Bride, of course. I mean, we can't do three. Who, who who has three? That's like if you have seven hundred children, pick your top three. You can't do it. It's just psh, yeah. whatever. Um. Anyway, yeah. this one's up there. It's cute. It's just you just feel good watching it. So I think I think if you watch it, you'll enjoy it. And if you don't, shh, you're wrong. I don't give a shit about soccer, but soccer, soccer. Just watch it for the soccer. soccer and it's good. <laughs> I don't know. It's good. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. We liked it. We don't have to justify ourselves. We spent no. 12, 12 episodes talking about movies we hated. We liked this one. So I think we we deserve the, it's just like, it's like a week off, you know, it's like a vacation. Um, yeah. But then you're we're, welcome. then, but next, you're welcome. Thank God for Mia. Um, so next time though, we are back to work. Uh, it is my choice. <laughs> so we have to get back to business. Um, and I'm, I'm going with, uh, this was too fun. So I'm going with something darker 
Um, we've we've Great. hinted at this before. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Maybe make us all sad. Uh, we've hinted at doing this one a couple times before. I'm just going to pull the trigger. I like Florence Pugh. So we're going to watch Malevolent on Netflix. Excellent. Early career Florence Pugh, horror movie, paranormal investigations. I think it's going to be – actually, I know how it's going to be because I've seen this movie before. That's we're getting back list. to our roots. <laughs> we're getting, we're okay. getting back to work, guys. Garbage horror movies. Yep. Here we come. Break time's yep. over. All right. Early acting. Yep. Early career. Yep. Early career mistakes. Mm-hmm. Early career horror movies. That's really the the backbone that the Fangirl Film Club is based on. Is built upon <laughs> early career horror movies. Doesn't get any. The apparition. Yep. Repentance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Repentance wasn't repentance. It was bad, though. It was real bad. (laughs) It was real fucking bad. Oh, man. But this wasn't. This was a delight. And um, I'm I'm happy that you suggested it. So thank you. We don't get to say thanks to each other very often on this podcast. (laughs) Usually it's just apologies. My pleasure. (laughs) My pleasure, Emily. Oh, man. All right. Well, we are just about at time. So you want to wrap us up, Miss Mia? Thank you for listening, everybody. My advice today is to give great nod, eat lots of Gouda. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.